0: Fat is bad for you. I just pop a pill and I'm fine. Meat is murder.
1: It's time for bad food punishment. It's time for real nourishment. It's time for the nutrition heretic. The following program is provided as information only and may not be construed as medical or health advice. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. No action or inaction should be taken solely on the basis of the information provided here. Please consult with a licensed healthcare professional or doctor on any matter relating to your health and well-being. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Nutrition Heretic. This is Adrian Hugh, The Nutrition Heretic, and I wanted to talk today about an incredibly important nutrient. Uh, A nutrient that for some reason has not been considered a nutrient for the last 30 years in America, maybe even longer. Uh, It is the precursor to many of our, to actually all of our sex hormones. It's said to make up 60% of your brain, it is necessary for vitamin D synthesis, uh, cellular integrity. In fact, every cell in the body needs it to uh, keep the cell wall pliable. Uh, And it's present in veins and capillaries, although we only hear about it in arteries normally. Uh, It is um, also meant to hold rupturing arteries together. So you think of uh something like a sort of like a band-aid uh, if your your arteries are in trouble. Uh, normally I think of this as something where maybe you are eating a little too many sweets and you know, you have this penchant for destroying your body, alcoholism, whatever. And so the arteries will get weak and we need this substance to uh, hold them together, but somehow, This substance also gets blamed for killing you and for heart disease. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, we're told to avoid, uh, animal products because animal products carry it. In fact, it's only in animal products, which is actually quite laughable when you look at a bottle of vegetable oil that will boast that it does not contain this nutrient because it really shouldn't if it's actually made from vegetable source. So in any case, of course, I am talking about cholesterol. And over the past 30 or so years in the U.S. Uh, and increasingly around the world, cholesterol is a no-no. It is a four-letter word and we're supposed to avoid it. As, as much as possible. We're going to talk to our guest heretic today, uh, who's going to tell us more about it. But, uh, people are, are really, they're, they're confused. They don't know. The doctor is saying that you have to have your cholesterol below a certain level. And when you finally get it to that level, they say to go lower and go lower and lower. Unfortunately, my experience has been that the lower your cholesterol levels go, the more depression, anger, memory issues, uh, neuro, uh, neuromuscular issues, uh, things like tremors. I've seen a lot of people who boast that they only use olive oil or they only use coconut oil in their cooking, and uh, they are trembling constantly. So I don't know if that's what our uh, guest heretic has seen, uh, but he is Dr. Ufa Ravenskov from um, Sweden, and he is a specialist in nephrology and internal medicine. He's also the author of The Cholesterol Myths, which, in my opinion, was uh, one of the very first books to underscore how important cholesterol is to the body and how flawed the so-called studies about cholesterol, uh, blaming cholesterol for all of our social woes is. So with that, I'd like to welcome you to the show, Dr. Ravinskov. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know that you're a very busy man. And uh and you're I, I had originally seen you speak at uh, University of Maryland uh, about 20 years ago. Uh you came into town and you were uh, a guest of my mentor, uh Mary Enig. Now, these are all, all the facts that I just spewed out, these are things that I learned from Mary, uh primarily through talking to her, but also in her book, Know Your Fats. Tell me, are all of those things true about cholesterol, in your opinion, that it's important for the brain function and vitamin D synthesis,
0: uh, holding together your arteries in times of crisis? You are so right. Uh, I, I would add also that cholesterol, it's not possible to solve it in water. Therefore, it is transported in the blood by something called lipoproteins. Yes. And these lipoproteins also are very, very important because they participate in the immune system, so when you lower cholesterol, you also lower the uh, lipoproteins right so you have probably known, learned about hDL and LDl the evil LDl right, but even the evil LDL is the mo- most important part of the immune system. They adhere to all kinds of microorganisms and uh, inactivate them and they do it very quickly.
1: It's so disheartening to me because when I hear people talk about the body in general, we don't look at the wisdom of the body. We think the body is trying to kill us constantly. And I think that, (laughs) (laughs) don't you think so, right? So, so when we talk about cholesterol, that's what we're thinking. We're like, Oh, the body is just crazy. The body is, it's lost its mind. And and now it's just trying to kill you. It's raising your cholesterol to kill you. So you've got to manipulate all of these things. Now, when we measure Cholesterol, we're actually, when we talk about measuring cholesterol, people talk about these numbers, 200, 180, whatever, right? And, they're, and like you said, the, the lipoproteins, the LDL, the HDL, the VLDL, whatever. But they're actually, that's actually, it's the carriers that are being measured, not the actual cholesterol. Is that correct? Yes,
0: that's right.
1: Right. So so to say, is there good and bad cholesterol, there's just one kind of cholesterol, I, I believe.
0: There's only one kind of cholesterol. You're right. The cholesterol is transported by these lipoproteins, so these are the, the the types of transporters. Well, some of the transporters are called evil, some of them are called good, but it's nonsense. They are all good. Exactly. Because,
1: well, yeah. but and they're calling it good because the HDL—that's the one that brings the cholesterol for excretion from the body, correct? And the and the LDL, like you said, is the immune system, so it goes back to to repackage. The cholesterol in the liver. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're calling that bad because it's keeping it circulating.
0: (laughs) It's like buses.
1: Oh, like buses. Yes, exactly. So, right. So, so the, so the LDL is just bringing it back to, to go for another, another circuit and the LD and the HDL is taking it out of the body because it's like, what, what, what would be the reason that it's taking it out because you have more than you can use or? That, you know that's necessary for all of these other functions, or, or why, why would it be excreting?
0: Well, w- 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 one explanation is that when the, the LDL molecules are fighting against the microorganisms, when they bind to the microorganisms, the microorganisms are taken up by the white blood cells. Ah. In- and inside the white blood cells, they are destructed by oxidation. Right. And by this process, the, the, the uh, cholesterol is oxidized as well. So a high level of oxidized cholesterol means that you are properly infected. Yeah. You have either an acute or chronic infection right. because there's so much oxidized cholesterol in the blood. But, now, but the, the great problem in, in medicine is that many, many researchers, they, they say that association is, a, is the same as causation. Uh, right. Uh, I used to say, "Well, have you ever seen a, a, a dead body on the street? You will always see lots of policemen around it. Does it mean that the the guy has been murdered by the police?" Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Right. Or the yeah, I've I've heard var- variations of that. You know, the the bank gets yeah. robbed and the cops show up. Did the did the cops rob the bank? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. exactly. Exactly. So they're, so they're, they're present to save your body. Not because they're trying to damage your body. And that's, that's kind of what I was getting at when I was talking about the, uh, the ruptured artery, uh, yeah. where we know that, that cholesterol is present throughout the body. It's in the capillaries and veins. Uh, the, the arteries are the, are the pumps that take the, the blood from the heart. The capillaries yeah. are kind of the intermediaries and then the veins bring the blood back to the heart. Uh, but we only hear about it in the arteries because, that seems to be where people are damaging their bodies the most. And, and like I was saying before, I think a lot of it is through just whatever variations of uh, unhealthy living, let's call it, uh, from overindulgence in processed stuff that we don't need, the vegetable oils that are quite frequently rancid, and like you said, other I- issues with the immune system uh yeah. that are weakening the, the arteries. And then the, co- the cholesterol actually comes in and
0: forms a type of Bandage, correct? Yes, yes, it's right. You use cholesterol when you are infected. For instance, if you get a boil on the skin, when it heals, you will find lots of cholesterol inside this boil. Right. Cholesterol, the body calls for cholesterol when something is wrong. And the same is happening in the arteries. Yes. I have published two papers about what we. And we, I mean, uh, Kilma McCauley and myself, what we think is the reason, is the cause of atrophy. We think it's an infectious process in the artery wall. And uh, there's much in support for that idea. And um, this is the reason why cholesterol appears here, because there, there, are, there are made small boils in the arterial wall. They're called vulnerable plaques. Okay,
1: so vulnerable, vulnerable plaque is the boils in the arterial wall. Yes, yes. yes and, uh, and those are full of cholesterol, and, and it's because uh, cholesterol is trying to fix the problem.
0: Yeah. They are, they are, you can compare them with, with microscopic pores, And now and then, a boil rupture, and the bacteria uh, get out, uh, out in, in the artery, in the blood, and a clot is formed immediately. Uh, so and you when you get an acute heart attack you will also see that the symptoms are very similar to an infectious disease. Mm. People with severe myocardial infection they have fever a little fever uh, in serious cases you will also find microorganisms in the blood right this is called sepsis and in the muscle the heart muscle uh, about uh, 24 hours after the acute, attack you will find lots of white blood cells in, in the muscle wall right and this is a type of white blood cells that we use to combat microorganisms
1: right right exactly and see this this actually makes a lot of sense uh, from the studies that show the connection between heart disease and tooth decay. Oh, yes. And that when people have these these infections in their in their gum line, uh, that it could be indicative of heart disease. So this is this really does explain that correlation as well.
0: Yes, but th- the problem is that we have there's lots of cholesterol in the artery walls, and therefore most researchers say the the atherosclerosis is caused by cholesterol. Right. The mistake associated with causation, as usual. But that it, that it isn't high levels of cholesterol, it has been shown by many, many ways. For instance, if you take an x-ray of, of, a, of the arteries and compare it with the cholesterol in the blood, you will see that those with low cholesterol, they have just as much, they are just as atherosclerotic than people with high cholesterol. There's no difference. Exactly I, I showed it many years ago and nobody has reacted well, very few have reacted because this is one of the strongest arguments against the cholesterol idea exactly if, if high cholesterol was a cause you should of course see that people with high cholesterol was much is much are much more atherosclerotic than people with low cholesterol but they aren't Right, right. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about the
1: the original study that that really fueled the modern well, cholesterol
0: myth? Well, from the very beginning it is animal experience, Russian animal experience. They they fed rabbits with sunflower oil and cholesterol and these rabbits they got cholesterol in in their tissue and also in the arteries and and they draw the conclusion that it was the cholesterol was course. But, I mean, rabbits, they are vegetarians. Right. They have, never, they have never eaten such food. Right. So they will react very curiously, of course, when they are filled. When the stomach is filled with cholesterol and sesame oil. But uh, the idea started at first when Ansel Keys published a paper in 1953 where he showed that in countries where people ate much fat, there were much more people who died from heart attack. Right, but he he was not an honest man. Well, first of all, he, what were his qualifications
1: <laughs> for, for drawing these conclusions?
0: Yes, yes, he was professor in physiology. Okay, and he became famous during World War Two because he he. Uh, organized the food to the soldiers, and he was a very well-known man. He sat in very, in several committees in WHO and FAO, and he had access to figures from fat consumption and heart disease in various countries. So he made a, 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 a figure where he compared mortality, heart mortality, with intake of fat. And it was a straight line. Right. It was very impressive. However, he had chosen figures that suited his hypothesis exactly. Because a few years later, uh, two American uh, statisticians they, they found out that there were data from twenty six countries, and if you use all the data, he had chosen uh, Ansel Keats had chosen only six countries. Right, if he, <laughs> all <the> twenty six <laughs> countries. There's no association whatsoever. Right.
1: And it's funny. Have you heard of this, this new Blue Zones initiative? No. Okay. Uh, Blue Zones, uh, uh, if I understand correctly, uh, Dan Buettner is, was, is, was a photographer for National Geographic. And he went to, I believe it was uh one of the Greek islands. It was the first place, one of the first places that he went to and noticed that they had more people who lived to a hundred. I guess that was why he was sent there to take pictures. More people that lived to a hundred than anywhere else in the world. And, and, you know, he distills down why he thinks this is. And then he yeah. goes, and then they somehow, you know, miraculously choose a couple other places on the globe and all of them fit this model at least the way he's telling it they all fit the model mm. um mm. i'm asking myself well what about cuba cuba is known to have a, a ridiculous number of people who make it to be a hundred and they eat the complete opposite diet <laughs> you know yeah. their yeah. their diet is like pork and peanuts i mean it's, it's just Uh-oh. you know it's, it's considered unhealthy um and then you know he i, I don't know he just there there were so many flaws when I saw this presentation given uh, because they're trying to turn – I live in Hawaii, and they're trying to turn uh, this island uh, into a blue zone. They actually have uh, came to my town and another town on the other side of this island, and they're trying to turn this into a blue zone as well, and they're pushing this very vegan-esque they, – they say that it includes protein, but I at the cookbook from that that I have has all vegan recipes in it. Uh, yeah. and, you know, it's kind of, to me, it seems the same, like the same thing that like he, first of all, he's a photographer and I'm not saying that a photographer can't be knowledgeable and make a high, a good hypothesis, but, um, I found it very curious that he's telling us so much about what they ate. He did not take one picture of the food that he ate. <laughs> he, took, he took pictures of him, you know, arm wrestling old guys and <laughs> doing all this other stuff, but never really getting to the, to to, um, something that made me feel confident that this was accurate.
0: Well, uh, as you know, Ansel Keys, he continued with his false messages. Uh, in 1968, he published a paper called Seven Countries, and this has been one of the strongest arguments used in the cholesterol campaign, mm-hmm. but again, there are many, many findings in that study that it, that makes this idea completely impossible. He chose um, 16 population groups in seven different countries. Right. And um, when he compared the heart mortality with cholesterol in these countries, he, he got a, a, a line. It, it, it looked like there was a, a certain association. But if you look into each country, there was nothing at all. For instance, in Finland, there were two districts, people from uh, western finland and people from north karelia they were comp- they were included in that study mm-hmm. and where they ate about the same food and they had uh, almost the same level of cholesterol in their blood but heart mortality was 3 to 4 times higher in karelia than in the western finland right it, it was even worse it was in, in greek greece he compared, in the study, he had included a population from Crete and a population from Corfu. Right. And they also, they also ate about the same amount of fat, and their cholesterol was very similar in these two populations. However, heart mortality was six to seven times higher on Corfu than on Crete. Mm. How do you explain that? And the same appeared also in two other countries. Very right. Different.
1: Well, I, I think, wasn't there something about like uh northern and southern India where southern India is mostly vegetarian and had what was it 20 times less fat intake, but their heart disease was like 200 times higher or
0: something oh, ridiculous? Yes. You, you, you are talking about a Malhotra study, yes,
1: right. Uh, I've seen many doctors who have talked about their vegan patients with cholesterol levels that reach into the thousands. You know not just 200 300 but actually like 3,000 <laughs> uh, you know total cholesterol see, numbers you, we are able uh, to, to
0: make cholesterol from uh, from uh, carbohydrates so it, it, it's just unimportant what we eat many people think that if we eat much saturated fat then cholesterol goes up it is not right it's not correct this idea comes also from Anson Keys. and what he did was that he He compared a diet with high uh, content of saturated fat with a diet high of polyunsaturated fat. But the problem is Mm -hmm. that he didn't use saturated fat. He used hydrogenized saturated fat.
1: Exactly. And I see this over and over and over again in studies that bash, uh, you know they talk about how bad meat is for you and how bad eggs are for you and how bad butter is for you. They always allow the hydrogenated fats into those studies, and then that obviously is going to oh, skew yes. the
0: data. So, uh, and and well, study after study after study has shown that there's absolutely no association between blood cholesterol and, and saturated fat has nothing to do with each other we 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 make we make our own cholesterol if you eat much saturated fat with much cholesterol then the liver take a pause so we are free today but <laughs> the cells say to each other but uh, if you if you aren't eating saturated fat or other food that contains cholesterol then the liver starts again and we we produce three to four times more cholesterol than we eat every day I
1: guess part of my question is that
0: it's so important. Does your does the body
1: start to think that it's in a famine? Yeah. When when we don't eat foods that contain it, cholesterol, and then it can go haywire and and just go completely out of control in production. Well, it's
0: not out of control. I will not say that, but the liver the liver, okay. the liver cells start producing more cholesterol if we if we don't eat sufficient amounts. So. Right. Uh, this is self-regulating.
1: Right. Okay. So it's self-regulating. Have you ever seen uh, patients show up with with uh, extremely high levels uh, from because of the avoidance in the diet?
0: No, I haven't seen that.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Some some doctors have shown me uh, data of some of their longtime uh, patients who just don't eat any, you know, that, oh, I, I've been vegan for 20 years, and then they look at their cholesterol levels and they're they're so high, and I'm thinking that the body must just be freaking out thinking, I, gotta, I have to keep up this job because you're not feeding me what I need.
0: <laughs> I used to say, I, I get many emails from people all around of the, from the world, and, and people with high cholesterol, and I used to say, congratulations, because high cholesterol is, uh, is a positive finding. Right. There are many, many studies have shown that people with old, with high cholesterol they live the longest. In particular, old people. Exactly. We have we have just now finished a paper I and and sixteen experts from all over the world, where we f- have shown that old people, uh, people about the age of sixty, with high cholesterol they live the longest.
1: Right. I would love to see that paper when it's. When it's ready. I've shown
0: that.
1: There's no exception. Right. Exactly. And, and so, um, so then what do you consider a good high number? Like your, your oldest living patients, uh, what do you see as a positive number? I know that when I was around the time when I was born, 40 something years ago, uh, it was, um, it was considered 300 was a good number. Uh, and then when I got to be maybe in my mid-teens, early 20s, they started saying 200. And then by the time I was 30, they said it should be 180. And now a lot of doctors are shooting for below <laughs> 180. Well, do you know, wh- wh- Where do you like to see, when you see somebody, where do you like I, to see I, their I, levels? I,
0: I used to say, don't care about your cholesterol because it doesn't tell you anything about you. Right. There are many examples of people, localists, who, who live happily without atherosclerosis uh, uh, and heart disease. For instance, the Maasai people in Africa, they have localists. They eat lots right. of, of zero fat. The, 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 Maasai,
1: they, the Maasai, they eat, or uh, they, they're eating mostly what? Is it blood? Uh, are
0: they the, the tribe that eats blood and milk, milk? And it's with a high content of butterfat. Butter yes. yeah. And they eat meat. Well, I, I'm talking about the young Maasai Yes, the yes. warriors. And there was an American researcher who studied them for many years ago, and he, he found that, well, they had a little, later, they, they were atherosclerotic, but the atherosclerotic uh, changes were inside the arterial wall, uh, and it, it didn't stop the blood flow because they have exercised every day. And their and and their blood cholesterol was the lowest ever measured in healthy people. Hmm. So, despite despite the high, very, very high intake of saturated fat, their LDL and total cholesterol it was the lowest ever measured in healthy people. Wow, wow,
1: that's that's incredible. So, where is most of the cholesterol in the animal? Is it in the fat or in the protein? Because it is a lipid, it's a, it's sorry, it's a, it's a steroid alcohol, well, correct?
0: Cholesterol is situated all over the body. All cell walls are made of cholesterol, and as you said when you started, that the most cholesterol is in the brain. So yeah. um, the nerve cells are covered with cholesterol. The brain cells are covered with cholesterol. It's a very, very important molecule. The reason why, why the idea was supported strongly was the finding by, by two American researchers, Goldstein and Brown. They, what they found was that in what, what is called familial hypercholesterolemia.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. That's, a, that's a, a, um, an yes, inherited, inherited condition. Inherited condition
0: with, where people have, have very high cholesterol, two to three times higher than normally. And some of them, or a few of them, they die early before the age of 50, 60, by a heart attack. Uh, but after that age, they do not. They live just as long. Have you passed the age of 50? Huh. They live just as long as other people. And, and wow. study after, after study has shown it's not the high cholesterol. It's only associated with high cholesterol, these heart attacks. What is wrong with some of them, The few of them, with familial hypercholesterolemia is that they have also inherited other disturbances in the blood. Um, well, I will not call high cholesterol a disturbance, but they have inherited right. other things. Uh, most of all, they have uh, inherited a blood which coagulates much more easily than normal blood. And those oh. who inherit this defect, or what we call it, they die early from heart disease.
1: Is there any way for them to find out that that's that they have the tendency yes. for that for that co- yes. coagulation? And, and is there a remedy if somebody has that? Because yes. I think that's that's where a lot of my uh, people who you know my listeners they they question that that part. You know, what if I have hypercholesterolemia? Then
0: mm-hmm. what? You should be happy unless you have inherited these coagulation factors. But because okay. high cholesterol protects against uh, infections, because as I mentioned, the lipoproteins partake in the immune system. They also high cholesterol also protect against cancer. It's a fact that people with familial mm-hmm. hypercholesteremia they have much lower risk of cancer than normal people. Very few die wow. from cancer, probably because some uh, cancer types are caused by virus. About 20 25% of all cancer types are uh, are caused by virus and virus and bacteria they are uh, inactivated by the lipoproteins and right. and m- most doctors and researchers they think that people with familial hypercholesterolemia they have a much shorter life because many of them die early but it's not true there are few of them who die early i i, right, have, right. I have familial hypercholesterolemia myself i'm 81 year Woohoo! <laughs> 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 yeah. Congratulations. My mother died uh, in the sixties from a heart attack, and he had, she had two brothers who, who died early also from heart attacks, and probably I don't know, but most probably they have inherited these these coagulation factors, these pathological coagulation factors. Whereas well, so I have Right. It. <laughs> So I'm right. lucky, and right. I I have only high cholesterol, and I'm very happy about that.
1: So so do, where where is your cholesterol? I want to know how high I want mine to go. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: well,
1: <laughs> I have to boost mine I'm up. I'm not with
0: the way you measure cholesterol in the United States, but it, it's uh, about seven.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, we, we measure the the uh, LDL and the yes. HDL as yes. you know, one
0: hundred and thirty. Milligrams per yeah, deciliter. Well, I, I can't. Uh, I'm not familiar with the way you measured. You measured it in milligram per deciliter. We are measured in a milliequivalence. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yes, in, in that's Europe, right. Okay, Europe, yeah, I do remember the seeing normal, that. normal it varies between three and six, uh, four and four and a half, and five. It, it's in the middle. So I have always have, have a cholesterol about seven. I haven't mentioned okay. it genetically, so i'm I'm also I'm assuming that I have familiar hypercalcemia, and there are many signs many findings that support this idea.
1: Wow that that's that's fantastic. So you know when somebody has okay, you're saying that in Europe like a four or five is yes. normal yes. for oh, yes. other people uh, what it, it, is there a number again, working on the European numbers that you
0: would consider too low? Like if you saw
1: something, you'd be like, ooh, you got to get that up.
0: <laughs> well, ooh, that's, well, many people with <laughs> low cholesterol live just as, well, most of them live just as long as us, right. I think. But, but there are a few of them, uh, they, they, are, they are not protected as well as people with high cholesterol against infections.
1: Right. And, and, and would, you see, uh, would you see an increase in things, because this is what I tend to see, is increases in mood swings, you know, depression, anger, uh, memory well, issues? Well, there are
0: studies where, where they have shown, the, the researchers have shown that people with low cholesterol, they more often suffer from various cerebral dysfunctions as you say, depression, uh, anxiety, sleeping problems, and so forth. Not all of them, but there are a little more among those with low cholesterol.
1: Right. And and I would also think that this is, uh, you know, just thinking about brain function and and the increase uh, in things like autism and and different disorders affecting children Women, when they expect to get healthy for a pregnancy, a lot of them are avoiding animal food.
0: Well, I, I'm not familiar with such that but I, I would say that to, to avoid saturated fat when you're pregnant, is, it's idiotic. There's no reason to do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, just say what you yeah. mean. <laughs> I, I mean, the problem is a <laughs> no, that
0: very yeah. many, many studies have shown that it is for, to, totally impossible that high cholesterol is a dangerous uh, situation. But even, even okay. researchers that have shown that, uh, I I, I, I have seen more than 20 studies showing that high cholesterol is advantageous for old people. But the authors haven't drawn any conclusions from that.
1: They, exactly.
0: they don't, they don't exactly. do it.
1: Right. So, so then where do triglycerides play into all of this? This was actually a
0: question from one of our, our listeners. Well, t- the triglycerides, these are uh, molecules that are uh, produced in the, in the in, intestine. All the, f- the fatty acids are combined to triglycerides. Tri- tri- high level of triglycerides occur every, after every meal. It goes up. But this is not a, a sign of disease. This is a normal phenomenon.
1: Okay, so just within an hour of eating yeah. a meal, your triglycerides yeah. are going to and go up.
0: Stay up. So you, you have to wait about twelve hours before it's down to 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 the, the, the normal level, right? Where, where it is when you haven't eaten for twelve hours. You can't you can't use a measurement of tri- triglycerides or anything, uh, because y- you have to know wh- when did you eat last. When did you? Eat the last time. How many hours ago? How, mu- how much uh, uh, carbohydrates did you eat, or how much, much fat did you eat? So it's impossible. The, the value, triglyceride values, are not useful. So exactly.
1: So so then, when you go to the doctor and they take yeah. the test, and they, it's just a snapshot yeah. of what you look like after the I... last three meals you ate in yeah. twelve hours. <laughs> okay. Okay, very good. Um, okay, so actually, we uh, one of our listeners, Jan Niels, uh, he has a bunch of questions for you, and I, I, d- I don't want to take up much more of your time, so uh, I'm going to ask them, and I'll hopefully I'll do a good job here. Uh, it's often said that the brain, brain is made up of a high percentage of cholesterol, and therefore it's good to eat cholesterol. However, does dietary cholesterol actually cross the blood-brain barrier
0: and get used for brain construction? I'm not able to answer so that. I think so, but uh, but it's, it's totally uninteresting because if you eat cholesterol, you, you you cannot see it on the cholesterol in the blood. You can eat as much as you will. There are examples of people who, are, who eat 20 eggs every day. They, they have normal cholesterol. It doesn't mean that, it, right. the, the, that cholesterol is not reabsorbed, but it only shows that it doesn't make any change of the blood cholesterol
1: right and then what, what about for the for brain for being used as you know uh, as the building blocks for the brain um is that when we consume it do we i guess where does where does the um the cholesterol that's that's makes up the brain where does that come from is it coming from no, diet or is no, it just it, it, it's no, not so it's that's what you're saying inside okay.
0: the brain you, you have to produce cholesterol every second in your life if your brain shall function normally. This is one of the right. reasons that statin treatment is one of the worst treatments ever.
1: Right, because it deprives oh, the yeah. brain of its building blocks. Now, statins work um, – I'm sorry to interrupt you. Statins work by inhibiting cholesterol yeah. production in yeah. the body. Is that what yeah. they do exactly? So regardless of what you eat, you're Brain is still getting the cholesterol oh, it yeah. needs from the liver, unless the, you take the statins. The brain not care. And-
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can eat what you want. We we made our own. <laughs> I made my own cholesterol. This is what the brain tells you.
1: Um, Okay, so I I think we answered this other question before in in a different way. Uh, But he says that the absence of dietary cholesterol, as in a vegan diet where, you know, we talked about extreme vegetarians, uh, what raw materials are used to build cholesterol? I believe you said that was carbohydrates. Uh, is this body synthesized cholesterol any different than ingested cholesterol and is there any uh, reason why we would prefer to get it from diet rather than making it making um, it in the it body is, uh,
0: cholesterol is cholesterol uh, whether you eat it on your pr- or you produce it yourself cholesterol is cholesterol right.
1: okay so um, so a duck a duck is a duck uh, is a <laughs> duck right <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, so, okay. The next question is, uh, is cholesterol in food exactly the same physiologically as cholesterol made in the body? Uh, you're saying that the structure is exactly the same. I think this is, the, we've answered all these other, uh, most of these other questions. Is the, uh, cholesterol ingested, does it act in the, exactly the same way as cholesterol made by the cells? And you're saying, uh, you're saying yes, that if the body doesn't need it, it can excrete you, it. If but you, if it needs if do, it, do? it will use do do it
0: if you don't eat sufficient amounts of cholesterol you produce it yourself right
1: right so it's just and it, and because that's the thing is that so many of the questions i think that we have as a society who's aware of this thing called cholesterol i think so many of the the questions that we have are still based on this false premise of it there being a good one yeah. and a bad one but there is none. So like once you get rid of that notion, you realize that cholesterol is just cholesterol and there's no correlation to really anything <laughs> except perhaps longer life, the higher your numbers are and, and less incidence of these neurological problems. Uh, but otherwise a lot of, a lot of the, we have a term in English. I don't know if you're familiar with it, which is it's moot, which means it doesn't matter because because we, once we get rid of all the baggage, all of these concepts that were over complicating the situation, we realize that there's only one cholesterol and that's yeah. all we need. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's, his, actually all his other questions are, you know, are there different cells? Uh, do different cells in different parts of the body make specific forms of cholesterol? It's all made in the liver. If it's not, but, well, it's not coming from food.
0: produced in the liver. Every cell, every cell oh, okay. in the body is able to produce its own cholesterol.
1: Okay. I didn't realize that each cell produced it. I knew that each cell used it. I just didn't realize it, that each it, it cell produce would produce it, it as but well. But now and
0: then, they, uh, they produce too little. They, they are not able to produce all they want. Ah. And therefore, the liver is there in the background and sending more cholesterol to the cells if they can't produce sufficiently themselves. Right. Oh, okay. That's... that's and well, um, I, 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 wow. I mentioned the uh, Goldstein and Brown. What they found was that there, there is a mechanism, there is a door in the cell through which cholesterol is taken in. And this door is function uh, a little slowly in people with familial hypercostal lemma. That is the reason why their blood level is higher than normally. Mm. Not, they did not prove that high cholesterol caused heart disease or atherosclerosis. Right. But, yeah, but they, right, they nope. got the Nobel Prize because everybody... Uh, thought that now we have an explanation to the cause of atherosclerosis.
1: Right, right, right. So where's your Nobel Prize? Uh, mine.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, where's your Nobel
0: Prize? I I don't think I will receive a Nobel Prize. What I have shown is that the cholesterol hypothesis is wrong. There's no support to that.
1: Yeah, because you're not making anybody
0: any money. Yeah. <laughs> no this is not an invention i have shown that that an idea is false right right but
1: you know what's what's interesting though in talking to you is that you realize it's it will sound like i'm a conspiracy theorist but this cholesterol myth as you so eloquently put it this cholesterol myth that has just run out of control has literally created it, i mean in addition to other factors has helped create a society that is completely dependent on drugs to manage its health because once you once you get rid of cholesterol because it does form uh, uh participate in so many important functions in the body we create the the apparent need for drugs to regulate our mood to heal our fertility Mm -hmm. issues to uh you know for the the people who deal with people with anger management Uh. problems (laughs) for all the neurological issues um the immune system even looking at vaccines you know like do we need in in the u.s they're up to about 60 some odd vaccines for a child Yeah, That's ridiculous, but you're talking about this being the core of our immunity. If we want to protect our immunity, we keep our cholesterol flowing.
0: This is also the greatest problem in this area, that the drug industry, they earn billions of dollars. This is the most prosperous medicine they have ever produced, the cholesterol-lowering drugs. And they can afford everything. There was a, st- a paper in an American economical uh, journal for some years ago, and they had a list of the five hundred most prosperous, or what do you call them, the, the most lucrative businesses uh, uh, or uh, industries in the world. And among five hundred mm. were ten drug companies. The the, the yeah. benefit of these ten. Drug companies, that year two thousand and two, was higher than the combined benefit from all the other four hundred and ninety industries. That's crazy. Yes. So you, you and here you had the the, the the weapon industry, the oil industry, the car industry, but the ten drug companies <laughs> they earned more money than the four hundred nineteen other companies. So. The, they can, That's insane. they can afford everything. They pay doctors, professors, uh, research. They take care of research. The doctors themselves have nothing to do with these uh, statin, uh, uh, trials. They are led by the dr- drug industry, and, and they lie. Right.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I worked in the drug in- industry, actually. Uh, it was around the time that I had met you. I was – I I needed work and, and the only thing in New Jersey is drug companies to work for. So I worked and, and I, what I did was I collected data on the doctors that I, that I interviewed every, every month. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, the things I was told that I should tell them to, you know, to sell the drugs. I didn't do it. But <laughs> besides that, um, you know, it was it was really it was very eye opening to see that from the inside. And in retrospect, I'm glad I took the job because now it's not just I heard someone say this. I had the experience of being told it doesn't matter if the
0: patient needs this drug we're trying to get the doctors to yeah. prescribe them. As a Danish professor, Peter Gutsche, he has written a book about that, and he compare he compares the drug industry with the mafia. Oh, oh yes, for sure. He, he it was published two years ago, and uh, interesting uh, is that the drug companies they haven't uh, accused him for anything because he, mm-hmm. he has documented it with more right. than nine hundred references in his book. And I can I can understand wow. that because before uh, the statins appeared, the mafia lived by by um, narcotics. But how, how many how many mm-hmm. um, what do you call them people who use narcotics? How many are there in the world? Five percent of mankind, perhaps. Yes. Right. How many healthy people are there in the world? <laughs> um, Many, many, many more. Right. <laughs> so they got a good idea. We 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 made a, a drug which should be eaten by healthy
1: people. Right, right. It's it's amazing. And and what really amazes me is watching how people allow themselves yes. to believe this to be the answer. Because there is this this, and I don't know how much of it is. Generally, just the human condition and how much of it is how we have been marketed to with the advertisements and the promises of these drugs. But people always seem to think that I just need to take one thing. And, uh, I, I, I often f- from clients to casual acquaintances to people in my family who will say, Oh, well, you know, I only take this one drug and I look at their, their d- dinner table and it's full <laughs> of drugs. They're like, Oh, well, I only need this one thing. And I'm like, So what are those seven? (laughs) And and I only need this. And then I say, Well, you know what? This, if you want to take a pill, maybe take something to build you up like a supplement. Oh no, I want to get it from Mm. food. (laughs) So, so there's this, there's this really weird, uh, uh, dichotomy where these drugs are somehow expected to be the salvation for Mm. humankind. And
0: we just, like, all common sense has gone out yeah. the window. Have you heard about the Danish study published uh, half a year ago? They analyzed uh, all the statin trials where they had recorded total mortality. They only, uh, I think they found only 10 or 11 trials where they have recorded total mortality. But, and then they calculated how long time will you live longer if you eat a statin drug? And the the result, uh-huh. three to four days <laughs> on oh, average. <laughs> you have yeah. to treat yeah. more than hundred patients to to save one life. But, right. but uh, as you as you uh, in these times you uh, include thousands of patients, and yes. you will all it's it's easy to get statistical significance if you have uh, four or five or six thousand patients. But right. the, the figures are misleading us, and they, they use the figures uh, to, 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 to mislead us, the industry. They yeah. say that, well, the statin treatment, they, they, they lower the mortality by 30%. <laughs> mm. They lower it with a maximum 1% to 2%. But you see, the calculation goes on this way. Let me give you an example. If you have two groups of, of patients, 100 in each group, and uh, you follow them, you one of the groups you treat with statin, and the other group get the placebo, an intrusive placebo. Right. After five years, two have died among those who didn't eat statins, and only one in the group that used statins. The right. difference is one percentage point. One. but no, no, yes. no. One is fifty percent of two. Well, that's, right. Therefore, you can say we lowered mortality with fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. Yeah. they yeah. and most doctors haven't realized it.
1: No, it's it is that is probably that was actually one of the most frightening things uh about working with the pharmaceutical industry is realizing how much the doctors yeah. didn't know. So my my discussion because the the drugs I was asked to sell were pain medication mainly. And so what I would always lead with was telling the doctors about the side effects of the medication. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't tell them anything <laughs> about the benefits because I knew that they they had the benefits yes, but- you know up up the wazoo as they say. Uh, so I was, I would tell them about the, the negative effects and they were all astonished because they had no idea what they were (laughs) prescribing. They had absolutely no idea what they were giving to their patients. And, um, yeah, it's, it's there, it's not pretty. And what's even scarier is that I'm pretty sure the stuff I was telling them that was negative, that was still doctored to look better than it probably Mm. did if they honestly analyzed Mm -hmm. the data. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, one of the things, speaking to high cholesterol, one of the things I would ask doctors all the time was, okay, so doctor, who's the oldest person who comes into you? And inevitably, it would be somebody in their 90s or early 100s. Okay, wh- what do they come in for? Are they taking any of these medications I'm talking to you about? No, you know, if they get to 80, they aren't taking any hmm. medications, and and the other thing is they would say, oh, well, you know, she has a little bit high cholesterol, but she's 95. What am I going to do? <laughs> you know and, and so this just keeps playing in my head over and over and over again. And I'm thinking to myself, and I actually said to several doctors, so, doctor, why do you think you're getting the credit for keeping these people alive? They're not coming to you for drugs. <laughs> they're, they're coming to you because they're bored at home. No. <laughs> why, why do you think you get the, the credit? The best
0: thing you can do is just write a prescription of statin treatment. There are so many side effects from statin treatments, uh, and and most doctors don't know them. Exactly. And there's one. So some of them are se- very serious, cancer, for instance. Oh, for sure. Four of the, the s- largest statin trials they resulted in an increased number of cancer in the treatment groups, but it it has hmm. been uh, what what do you call it minimized? Mean, yeah, okay, so we would say
1: this, swept under say the rug. This,
0: this must be an accident. This can't be true, but it is true.
1: Right, right. And, and I've, I've noticed as well, uh, just from personal experience, that uh, often when people die as a result of whatever, uh, they don't necessarily report that as the cause no. of death. So, um, like my mother had cancer, and she was essentially starved by a nursing home, uh, until she died and they wrote cardiac arrest as the cause of death because the, the heart mm. gave out first but i'm pretty sure it was all the stuff you know the negligence the cancer all this other stuff that killed her but now they can you know say oh well we had x amount uh uh decrease in cancer deaths oh. this year because they're not reporting the cancer they're reporting the the heart going out or the lungs collapsing mm. or mm. some other thing and so it makes cancer look better, or cancer rates, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, survival rates look better.
0: Well, I published a paper a few years ago to, to, together with Kilmer McCauley and Paul is Ru- Paul Rush, Paul professor in uh, psychiatry in New York. And Kilmer McCauley, he was the guy who uh, found the, the, the role of homocysteine. We published a paper where we showed that there are a, a dozen – studies have shown that people with low cholesterol, they are at a higher higher risk of getting cancer. So it's, it's not the statins yeah. themselves, it's the low cholesterol that uh, stimulate cancer growth.
1: Exactly, that, because what you said before is that the, the cholesterol is helping the immune system, yeah. it's activating the immune
0: system to do its job and, and keep the cancer at bay. That's right. But uh the interest is in no it's uh, cancer which lowers cholesterol. <laughs> but but the, right. these studies had measured cholesterol in people thirty or forty years before they got their cancer. How do they right. how do you how do you explain that cancer proves low cholesterol thirty forty years yeah. before? Right. <laughs> I mean, cancer grows very slowly, so you can, you can have a, a cancer for 10 or 20 years. But you mean in the start, it's a few cells located anywhere, and they use very, very little mm-hmm. cholesterol. It is no problem to serve them with cholesterol. So this is nonsense. This is, but um, it's very difficult to, to bring out this message to doctors and researchers. Right, right.
1: Well Dr. Ravenskoff, thank you so much for your time with us today. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I don't want to you know hold you up any any longer any any last words you would like to uh leave people with?
0: Throw away your studies.
1: He said it not me <laughs> he's the expert yeah. he said it. <laughs> So, go, so throw away the, would you say but like I, eat a hamburger I, I, after that?
0: Usually <laughs> I, I do not give such advice to people or my personal advice because all of us can do tomorrow, can die tomorrow from a heart attack. So okay. if I say exactly. throw away your status and the, and the patient die a week later, all people say this is of Ranskos who has killed him. So yes. I, I'm very careful not to. To, to, to give this advice. But I can say that statin treatment is one of the worst treatments in the world. There are so many side effects. Muscular damage is the most common. Cerebral dysfunction, uh, blindness um, and cancer, mm. neuropathy, diabetes. What, what about Alzheimer's, yes, dementia? Yes. Also, also all kinds of cerebral dysfunctions. I've seen more often in statin-treated patients.
1: Right, right. What what about these people who are using? uh, I I just said I was going to get rid of you, and I do this to every guest because there's so many questions. What about the people who are using things like berberine or red yeast rice to to as a as a a more natural way of reducing their cholesterol? I know the answer, but you know
0: they're going to—they're all doing it, neither with statins nor with yeast. You should be happy for your high cholesterol. There's no reason to lower right. cholesterol.
1: Yeah. I, I always tell people when they ask me those questions, like, oh, what's going to help me? Because I'm going to the doctor and he's going to tell me that I have to go on statins oh. if I if my cholesterol is above a certain level. I just say, get a new <laughs> yeah. doctor.
0: That's a good idea.
1: You know, just go find a doctor who knows what the hell he's talking <laughs> it
0: about. <is> di- it's <laughs> difficult to, to find such doctors. <laughs>
1: It is difficult, but I think it's getting easier. There's there. If you talk to enough people, you interview your doctor. That's what a lot of people don't mm. think of. This we interview people for every other job they're going to do for us, but not our doctors. Go find uh-huh. out who your doctor is. Go get get a recommendation from someone who has a progressive doctor who knows uh-huh. what they're talking about. Who does not see crisis everywhere they look. About it yourself. Well, there's that too. But I, I think it's still. Is, I think it's very difficult without the support of one's doctor for yeah. a lot of people to make that to yes, make that right. decision.
0: Because the doctor is an authority, a white coat yes. and uh, instruments around his or her neck. And I can tell you that my brother he has familial hypercholesteremia also, and uh, mm-hmm. he has uh, been prescribed. Uh, Statin treatment, and I have told him all about it. But he says no. But my doctor says that this is very useful, and I I trust my doctor. So what do you know? (laughs) This is what I'm saying. What do
1: you know? You've got you know degree in nephrology, you're in internal medicine. You're uh, you've written a book. You've written papers. I'm I'm nominating you for the Nobel Prize. You're like <laughs> what does he need? What ev- evidence does he need? <laughs> Cuz you're just his brother. <laughs> I get the same thing from my family. Uh, many people Dr. Mercola gets it from his family. <laughs> you know, there's yeah, it's uh it's really interesting and no matter how much we know, um the people closest to us sometimes are the ones who question us the most. So, well, I hope that your your brother comes to a senses. And I hope that uh, you're around in another twenty years to, you know, just say in your face to everybody <laughs> who says that high cholesterol is bad. <laughs> and uh, I wish you the best of luck. And I and I would love to see your paper. Thank
0: you for listening to me. I shall send you our paper when it uh, become pu- published. Uh, I think it will take a month or two.
1: Well, um, I, I think that uh, everybody here has has learned a lot. Uh, as you know, if, if you really want the authority of a white coat and instruments hanging around your neck, go buy a stethoscope and a white coat and, and be your own doctor. <laughs> so, well, maybe not, maybe not that extreme, but uh, yes, again, thank you so much. Uh, have a fantastic weekend. We're celebrating uh, Memorial Day here in, uh, in the U S uh, but um, yes, uh, best of luck to you. And I look forward to seeing the paper. Thank Thanks. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Nutrition Heretic Podcast is a production of Savor the Journey, LLC. Our audio editor is Nikola Popovich. Our podcast manager is Crystal McLean, and our operations manager is Linda Hansen. I'm your host, Adrian Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic. You can find us at NutritionHeretic.com, where you can download the Nutrition Heretic's free shit list of seven health foods to avoid like the plague. You can also listen to previous episodes at NutritionHeretic.com podcast. Be sure to like us on social media for updates. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash nutritionheretic and on Twitter at NutriHeretic. Contact us with show ideas, questions, or if you just want to be a guest. And don't forget to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks!